Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to the final regular season episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. Unfortunately, it is the final regular season episode. We were hoping that this would be the first playoff episode of the Believe in Lions podcast, but sadly, the Seahawks just had to go and spoil it. Unfortunate, but the Lions got the victory over the Green Bay Packers, so of course, I am here as always with a man who had a couple wins against the Green Bay Packers back in his day, Glover Quinn. What's up, man? I How am you doing? great. I am in Utah. I'm going to be skiing tomorrow, a little bit of a vacation, and I'm even better because the Packers aren't going to the playoffs. No question, man. That is phenomenal to be going skiing, snowboarding, or just enjoying some snow. Um, and it's also, like you said, better that there may be a Packer out there with you because they won't be in the playoffs. So they may be going skiing as well. Um, and it was so funny because I looked at the graphic that they had on TV and it said the lines were like three and 27 in the last 30 games, I guess, at Lambeau Field. And I'm sitting there like, I think I was a part of those three. I remember beating them in 2016. I mean, 2015. I remember beating them in 2017. And then 2018. I said, hmm. I think I was part of those three. So, I mean, recent years, the, the Lions have been going to Lambeau Field and playing well. And they went there last night and did the same exact thing, and they got the win. I was I was glad to see them show up on a national televised game uh, on a big stage and show up. A lot of times we have that opportunity, and they don't show up. It's a letdown. You expect them to play at a certain level, and they just don't. And the, 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 the two – national televised games that they had this year, Thanksgiving game against Buffalo. I thought they showed up and they played well. And then against Green Bay, they showed up and they got the win on the national stage, big-time football. They did a phenomenal job. They did. They really did. And especially coming off, they had to start almost immediately after finding out that they would not be in the playoffs. You got to go through warm-ups and everything after finding out that you're not going to make it. But – Dan Campbell was talking about how don't even pay attention. Don't pay attention to Seahawks, Rams. It doesn't matter. We're playing to win our game no matter what. And that rang true. The Lions were playing hard the entire game. Got some records set. Got um, by the rookies, by Jamal Williams. Just everything came together where it was just a picture-perfect game. Football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, 
free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, hockey, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think I saw Shannon Sharp or somebody say that the, the Lions' desire to to not let Green Bay go to the playoff was bigger than the Green Bay's desire to go to the playoff. The Lions play harder. They play better. They all around, they just they just play good football. And, you know, they started out kind of slow offensively. And, you know, Alex Anzalone made a big-time defensive play on fourth down. And then Aiden Hutchinson comes through with a sack and defensively kept them in the game to where their offense had some time to kind of pick up. And then once they kind of got going, they just, they just got a job done, you know, right before halftime getting a big fumble and being able to convert that into a field goal. Like those are huge plays. And like I said, you just saw it in the broadcast, just talking, you know, the two games combined, you know, the Lions did a phenomenal job against them in the red zone when they were in scoring positions, just being able to get turnovers or some kind of way to stop them from scoring points. And I'm sure Green Bay will say that they didn't execute in those situations, and that's probably fair to say. But at the end of the day, when you're on the Believe in Lions podcast, we're going to say that the Lions did a great job of forcing turnovers in both of those games uh, and getting stops. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And against the Packers, the Lions have been getting turnovers in bunches. I know only one of the interceptions counted. But Kirby Joseph now has picked off Aaron Rodgers four times in just one season. He becomes the first player ever to pick off Aaron Rodgers three times in a single season. Kirby Joseph might be Aaron Rodgers' kryptonite, but for what that's worth, because Aaron Rodgers, is he's already doing the whole will he, won't he retire. He wouldn't give Jamison his jersey because he wants to keep that. And fair enough, if that's the last jersey you're ever going to wear, I totally get it. But the speculation has already started. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I was talking to somebody last night as I was watching the game, and I kind of told him, I'm like, you know, that's that's great for, for Kirby Joseph to, to be able to start his career like that. And they was like, why do you think he got so many? And I said, well, I think it's the, it's the rookie effect and it's being able to play. I said a lot of times, you know, as a defensive back, when you're going against a veteran quarterback, they're going to throw the ball at the rookies. Right. So if you can play, you're going to have more opportunities than that veteran defensive back that has a reputation in the league that's that can play. I said when you play against rookie quarterbacks as a veteran safety or a corner, you're not going to get many opportunities as an interceptor because those coaches are going to tell the rookie, hey, don't throw it over here. Don't don't do this. Don't do that. Just throw the ball here. They're going to tell those guys where to throw the ball. But when you get a veteran quarterback, they're going to throw the ball where they want to throw it. If the read tell them to go there, they feel like they can make any and every throw. That's why if you look at a lot of my interceptions, all of them came off the veteran top quarterbacks because those guys feel like they can make any throw. They don't really care who's out there. And when you couple that with being a rookie, Aaron Rodgers is going to try 
to make his throws. And Kirby Joseph played him well. I mean, even on a deep ball that he picked off, Aaron Rodgers tried to look him off and then launch one. He went and picked it off. The, he, he picked off the same one. I mean, the pick that didn't count was the pass breakup that he had earlier in the game. They just flipped the play. They tried to hit Aaron Jones up the seam on the slot fade, and they were in the same coverage. They were just different sides of the field. The first time he broke the pass up, the second time he intercepted it. It's called a penalty on it. So, I mean, he got opportunities, and he made him pay, and now he's, you know, you're looking at your career, and you're like, yeah, I picked up Aaron Rodgers three times in one season. There's, Like you said, there's nobody else in the world can say that. Nobody. Nobody else can say that, and nobody else can say they have as many sacks from a rookie class as the Detroit Lions. Aiden Hutchinson, James Houston, Josh Paschal, and Malcolm Rodriguez, I think those are the four with sacks. I hope I'm not missing anyone. No disrespect if I am, but that's another record that was set by the Lions. We also got the rushing touchdowns record set by the Detroit Lions. Jamal Williams did it. He broke the record, and you could tell in the introductions that Jamal Williams was psyched up, and then you hear him after the game. Jamal Williams is what this new Detroit Lions team is about. He has the heart of a Lion, and I really hope he's back next year. Yeah, I mean, he he, he played well. He's had a phenomenal season. You know, the thing about records, you know, it's not also it's not about just having a good game. You got to be able to have multiple good games. You got to be able to stay healthy for an entire season. You got to be able to put the time and the work and the effort in, regardless of how you get it. So, congrats to him on putting together a full season as a running back. I think he played in every single game. I think he played in every single game, and that's difficult for a running back with the types of hits and and stuff that they take. So congrats to him. And you're right. He plays with a lot of heart. He plays with a lot of effort. Um, You know, he looks like he loves the game and that energy is infectious. It it feeds off, you know, falls off to his teammates and and the city feeds off of it. And it's just a good thing. And, you know, to, to say what he said, in his post-game interview on the field last night, that's 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 real. Stop playing with the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. Stop stop feeling like we're this and this and that. Now, yeah, they didn't make it into the playoffs, and that's the hurt that, that they got to get over. But I thought a big step in it was last night going to Green Bay and winning, which I wish it would have been a win and get in for both teams. But they they got the win over a Green Bay team in a big moment to 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 tackle that hurdle and it's like you were saying i think it was last week maybe the week before but green bay is considered the big brother of the division and so yes of course it would have been even that much better if we were going to the playoffs but either way even if this isn't a game that sends you to the playoffs you have to beat big brother at some point you can't just lose this game to the packers lions win the Lions are a winning team for the first time since 2017, a team that you were a part of. And they're just going to keep building from here, hopefully. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Yeah, I look for them to come back next year and be even better. They're going to have a good draft pick. Um, their guys are going to be – Jameson's going to be healthier. We've seen last night. We've seen in every game that he's played in the type of ability that he has. Um, you know, so he's going to have a whole offseason to train and get even healthier, get that leg even stronger, and be able to go through a full offseason of weightlifting and OTAs and training camp and get himself in football shape ready to play and have a big year. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with DJ Chark and, um, you know, some of the other guys, but I think they should have a strong enough group of guys coming back offensively and defensively. They're young defensively. They should have all those guys back for the most part, may lose a D lineman here or there, but I think most of those DBs and linebackers, I think most of those guys will be back. Um, so they, they should have a good start uh, going into the offseason, add a couple of pieces to help them out. But I think, you know, the Lions will definitely have more than, you know, two, one scheduled national TV game next year. And I'm pretty sure they'll be favored to to probably make the playoffs. And they really might end up being the favorites to win the NFC North, too, because the Lions were the only team in the division to finish with a positive point differential. The Lions were negative, or sorry, the Vikings were negative, and of course the Bears were negative. But they were only one of five teams in the NFC period to score more points than they allowed across the entire season. So depending on the moves that are made, the Lions might be the favorites over the Vikings, especially after this buzz that they've got over this past week, because the Lions truly have become America's team, at least this past week, it seemed like. Yeah, they have, you know, and like I said, when you show up and perform on a big stage, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of players, you got a lot of people around the world that's tuning in like, okay, we know Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay is going to beat Detroit, right? So for them to show up and play the way they played and show the type of team that they are, the, the personality of the team, the heart, the resiliency of the team, it was just a beautiful thing to see on national TV. And I think, you know, they did gain some fans last night and people will be interested in checking them out come next year. They just have to make a couple moves this offseason to keep the fans excited. And then they got to start out next season with a bang. And next season is going to be a big one because the Packers, they might be without Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings, we know what the Vikings are this year. They're an inconsistent team. And of course they'll make moves too, but it's going to be tough for them to get more consistent with Kirk Cousins at the helm. So it's just going to be a massive year for the Detroit Lions. And I cannot wait to see all the moves that are made throughout the offseason. Plenty of moves already coming in. Coaches being fired with GMs being fired with so many transitions. And we are just one day into the offseason for many of these teams. What is the number one thing you'd like to see from the Lions this offseason? Um, I think they need to get another um, um, corner, you know, veteran corner. I feel like they need a good veteran corner that can be a solid piece and a great mentor for some of those young guys. I think they need to get a big-time D-lineman. I think they got great guys off the outside. I, I liked what McNeil did on the inside, but getting another interior D lineman just opens up more on the outside for those guys and keeps keeps guys off of your linebackers. Um, I like the linebackers that they have. I think those guys will be fine. Um, Tracy will be back, so that'll help the safety position. 
offensively, you know, if they can keep that O line intact, I like those guys. Those running backs are fine. Um, the receivers are fine. They may have to get a guy later, you know, depending on what happens with DJ. And, you know, they may look for a tight end later, more of a receiving tight end. But I think they kind of like those tight ends that they have, you know, just hardworking guys that nobody really game plans for that comes through and make tough catches for you when you need them. You know, when you got a Travis Kelsey or, uh, you know, a tight end that they feel like is a receiving type of threat, well, then you understand, okay, when he's in there, they're probably passing the ball. When this guy's in, they're probably running the ball. But when you have just big bruiser type tight ends that nobody really expects to be wide receivers, they're in on run plays and that, that phase right into the play action game. So they can hide some of those guys and those guys still can make plays for you. We've seen Brock Wright take a couple big passes and make something happen. You know what I'm saying? But if teams were game planning for Brock Wright, I don't know if he would have that same type of impact. So I think they like what they have at, at tight end. And so I, I would say if they lose an O lineman, they probably try to go that route. Or I would say probably a, a, a big time D lineman interior and a veteran corner. I don't think they need another young corner. So with that early first round draft pick, I wouldn't say draft a corner. I would say with that early first round draft pick, unless it's a D lineman there that they just love, depending on, you know, what they want to do with Jared Goff, which I feel like Jared Goff is, has been good for them. And I think they'll look to lock him up and try to keep him there for a little while longer. So I would think unless there's a, a D lineman there that they like at that at that top first round pick, and I don't even know what it ended up being with the Rams now. Um, what number pick do they do they have? Possibly the fifth pick. Yeah, unless there's a number five ranked D lineman that they feel like you know should be up there, I will look for them to trade that pick. You know, trade that pick because when you have key guys in, in spots, you, it's about building depth. It's about building the team. So if I can turn that one, that number five pick into, you know, another first rounder and then another second rounder or another third rounder, now you look up, you still got two first round picks. You still got two second round picks. You end up with two third round picks. I mean, you have six guys in the, in the top, you know, 100 of the draft almost. Like that's, that's big time. That's building depth and getting good football players. So unless it's just somebody that's surefire there that they won't, I, I will look for them to trade that pick. And that's the nice thing about the position that the Lions find themselves in right now is they can kind of afford to go best player available. I agree that I hope they add a corner, a veteran corner in free agency, but then if they do that, then that's not something they're going to have to worry about. And that just plugs another hole. And that's something you have been talking about since the summer that Tracy, Tracy Walker, he was the veteran back there. He was the guy calling the plays and everything, but they really didn't have a player coach back there the way they have for so many years. And so if they can get a player coach in the secondary, someone experienced, that will make a massive difference. And from there, you can really have some fun this offseason with the moves you make because it's a strong nucleus that we have on this team. And it's one that I think is just going to keep getting better. Right. And, and you look at the situation they have, right? We talked about Tracy Walker. Now, you know, I don't know. I think Deshaun maybe signed a one, maybe two year deal. 
I don't know, but you look at that safety group with Deshaun Elliott, Kirby Joseph coming on the way he did, and you add Tracy Walker back to that. That's a strong group. Um, how they decide to play those three guys, they're going to have – I feel like all of them deserve to get to get some burn. So they're going to have to figure that out. And then you look at the corner, I think that they – like, you know, Jacobs played good and, and Jeff Okuda played good. And, you know, Amani will probably be gone. Um, I don't know what his contract situation is, but I can't see them paying him to stay there. So, yeah, money will be gone. Um, so you got Jerry Jacobs. You got Jeff Okuda. You, you know, I don't know what Mike Hughes' contract is. Either he came over, he could have possibly been on a one-year possible uh, two-year deal. So I think they're going to have to address the cornerback position. But like I said, I don't feel like they need to go with another young guy. I feel like they need a veteran guy. They're going to have to spend some money in free agency to bring somebody in. But they don't have to go after the top free agent. They got to go after the free agent that fits their team um, personality and their team makeup. That's who they need to go after. It's not about spending $100 million on the, on the top corner on the market. It's about spending 45 on the one that fits your team. That's that's hungry and, and has the personality that you want to have. So I think once they do that, then, like you say, it's just having fun, you know, getting best available guys, guys that you can count on to come in and work and, and fit your team. And guys that want to be there because it feels like everyone in that locker room right now wants to be there. They are part of the city. They love Detroit. And so getting more people to buy in that way and to buy into Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn's message – buy into everything that they are putting together, that is just going to strengthen the bond of this team, hopefully result in some even better play on the field. So I am, I'm just really excited, but it's going to be a lot happening. Back to last night's game, though, I do have to ask you about Quay Walker, the Packers linebacker, being ejected for shoving a trainer. This is the second time he's been ejected from the opposite team that's not a player, and it really felt like it might have cost the Packers the game in that situation. Yeah, I think that's just completely unnecessary. Like, that's just – I don't even know what to call it because it's, it's, it's unnecessary. Like, I can't even say it's young. Like, that's just unnecessary. At the end of the day, both of those guys should have been ejected. And I'm sure the other guy didn't get ejected, but I'm sure the NFL sent in that fine package because everybody saw what you did, boss. So is is none of it is is necessary. And I'm glad they got ejected. Not because they were playing against the Lions, but these trainers work really hard to try to take care of these players. And for somebody else to be injured from the opposing team and you to be standing right there over them anyway, like get out the way so they can get the man checked on. So when the trainer's trying to get in there and he's trying to slide you out the way and then you push the guy like you and you push him toward the player like he ends up on the back of the other trainers. Like what if he pushes him? He falls on the trainers and then they fall on the player and like. It's a whole, like, it's just unnecessary. Just completely unnecessary. So I'm glad he got ejected. I'm sure he'll get fined. And, I, I mean, I wouldn't even have a problem if they suspended him to start the season. Like, that's just uncalled for. There's no point, no point in it. 
I agree. It's one of those things that the I'm glad the NFL is making a statement on. It was an instant ejection, and I'm sure there will be more to come because you can't have that. You the, the medical professionals, yeah, they're part of the team, but they're not in that sense. They are just they're there to help everyone. We saw it last week where t- medical professionals from other st- other teams will go and help everyone because that's what they are trained to do. So. Completely unnecessary. I am happy that the NFL is making a stand with that because it has to. There's no place in the game for that. Right. You don't touch the referees. You don't touch the training staff. You don't touch anybody from the opposing team. If you want to push a coach, you push your own coach and let y'all deal with that internally. But you don't push a coach from the other team. You just don't do those things. It just is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And that's – and. Quay Walker did address it on Twitter. He apologized. He owned up to it. And that is the first steps that he has to take. Obviously, it's what he has to do. But hopefully, this is a learning moment for not just him, but the entire NFL. Because that's not something that should be a part of this game, period. It's even after the whistle stuff, shouldn't be part of it. Yeah, they got to clean that up. And I think they're doing a good job. Get them out. And, you know, the, the, the initial staff, I don't know if he had to, they had to call in from New York. Like, hey, bro. He needs to be ejected because they was about to let the play go on. They stopped. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's ejected. So glad whoever called in, phoned in, somebody reminded them. I'm glad they got that done. Completely agree. Completely agree. And so now moving forward, how does the end of the season process work? So for the Detroit Lions, since they are not going to the playoffs, when are they in the building to clear out their stuff? Do they have some sort of individual one-on-one meeting with their, their position coach or the coaches in general? How does this all break down? Because I know a lot of these players will be back, but not everyone will be. And so if you could just take us behind the curtain on day after your final game and the week after, what's it kind of like? Um, well, I'll tell you how it was for us. I don't know how it is for these guys nowadays. They may do things a little differently, but how it was for us is – uh, uh, day after the game, everybody, I mean, season's over with. You come in, you could possibly have a team meeting. Um, I've been on with, with, with staffs, I guess that you have a team meeting and then that was it. I've been on staffs where you don't have a team meeting and you have exit meetings, right? So everybody, like when I was in Houston, everybody came up, you had different times and, groups or whatever everybody goes up talks to the head coach who's Gary Kubiak and everybody talks to the general manager Rick Smith so it was a long day um depending on who you were but it was a exit meeting um you know when I was with coach Caldwell I think we had um I can't remember if we had exit meetings or not like individual exit meetings but generally, that's what you do. You come in, you clean out your locker. Um, you know, you take it home, all the stuff that you want. You leave your pads. And, you know, if you if you know you're a guy that's coming back, you might leave some cleats and stuff like that. But if you're a free agency type of guy, you know, you're probably packing up all your stuff, um, cleaning out your locker, all the stuff that you've accrued throughout the season, trash, paper, this, that, you sign jerseys, all those things. You're getting all that stuff cleaned up. Um, we used to do Super Bowl tickets. 
on this day, you know, signing up if you were going to Super Bowl or if you just wanted to get your tickets. You got to do all that stuff. You're getting your mail. All that stuff basically ending up because you're going to be gone for the next two to three months. Um, and then, like I say, some teams you may have um, like exit physicals that you got to go through where you go through and with the training staff and, you know, if you're injured, you got to see the doctor and deal with that stuff. If you're not injured, you still got to go through and get checked off so they can document that you left here uninjured. Um, so you're just doing all those things. So, I mean, it's kind of a long day, you know, but you get there early. Veteran players is always better because you kind of get to cut the line or, you know, they, they respect you in that matter, but you're still going to be there because some teams may say, hey, we're going to have a team meeting at 1 o'clock. Well, you're going to be there at 1 o'clock anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of a long day, but you're cleaning out your locker room and going through medical stuff and, you know, meet with everybody that you need to meet with, talking about off-season plans, where you're planning on going, where you're going to be, th- things like that. And, you know, the Lions won, so they had a high note, so – I mean, they could be partying in the locker room while they're waiting around, you know, having a good time, cleaning out the lockers, and they could be – I don't know. But that's just kind of how it is. Just a lot of behind-the-scenes medical cleaning, closing the chapter. Well, and like you said, it's it's a long day, but it sounds like a pretty emotional day as well because you're cleaning out your locker. If you're a free agent, you're saying bye to a lot of your friends, I imagine. And so – that's got to be a long day full of a lot of emotions. But then again, the end of the season is a long season full of a lot of emotions. And so it's kind of fitting in that way, I suppose. But it's just there's a lot going on and there's a lot to process that we're going to have to break down over these next couple months and weeks and just this whole off season. So, Glover, any final thoughts on the Lions season? Like win last night? the offseason ahead, just any final takeaways before the Lions regular season is officially over? Well, I think, you know, the thing that we saw from the Lions is we saw resiliency. We saw late in the season what a lot of fans and people expected early in the season. And last night just showed you that you want to be in a situation where you control your own destiny and never do you understand or never do you know what game is going to be the one that matters. Yes, we beat the Giants. Yes, we beat the Commanders, but we lost to Seattle, and that's the game that hurt us in far as getting into the playoffs. So you have to go out each and every week and try to get wins, and you have to be able to show up early. You can't dig yourself in a one-and-six hole and think you're going to dig out of it every time. You just can't do that. But they fought. They show that they do have some heart. They show that they do have some resiliency. And I think they recaptured America last night. But they're going to be waiting for them to show up opening day next year. And so I hope they have a great offseason. They're going to go into the offseason on a high note, on a good note. And they should come back motivated, ready to have – another season and, you know, take care of some unfinished business. So congrats to them on a big win last night. It's always good to beat Green Bay whenever, regardless of the circumstances. And um, they done that last night on the big stage. So congrats to those guys. 
congrats to the Lions. Best of luck on the upcoming offseason for the coaches, the management, the players, everything that you have to do, with whether it's your, your workouts, your offseason routine, or just taking some time away from the game to rehab that mind and rest yourself. Whatever the offseason requires for anyone involved in the Detroit Lions, we wish them the best, and we cannot wait for 2023. So, Glover, would you say that the roar has been restored, or are we still in the process of restoring that roar? <laughs> I, would, I, I would say the roar has been restored. Um, people feared the Lions at the end of the season. Nobody wanted to play the Lions, and so I, I think – the roar has been restored, but but they gotta they gotta come back next year and, and keep it going. We always used to say, you know, it's kind of like you pay rent and what is due every day. You know what I'm saying? Like your mortgage is due every single day. You gotta you gotta go out there and, and put the work in. So if they can if they can come back early in the season and you know take off the way they finished up this year. It could be a good year for Detroit, and I think I think the fans and everybody will be behind them. Let's hope. Fingers are crossed, sending all the good vibes the Detroit Lions way. Glover, thank you so much for a fantastic regular season. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, I am so thankful and so lucky to get to work with you. I can't wait to continue that throughout the offseason. So, Glover, thank you very much. Thank you, man. It's been awesome, man. You're great. Great partner, great co-host, man. So I definitely appreciate you as well, man. So looking forward to it. And with that, we will be back throughout the offseason to keep you updated on the Lions, NFL in general. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.